Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, we just wanted to come on this morning. We're kind of happy that uh, back on Wednesday, I uh, got through COVID or whatever <laughs> Susan had, um, back to healthy and going again. So uh, just kind of glad to get back in a normal routine, whatever normal is. We, uh, God's been kind of pressing on me here really the last day or so um, of just whether you like it or not, TikTok it does have positives. It, yes, it does have negatives, but it does have positives. And God's really revealed some stuff to me. And I would actually, right before I sat down, um, I was watching a TikTok and it was talking about marriage and how marriages end over time. And, and the guy explains that, you know, the Bible says you'll reap what you sow. And so he was saying that sowing the little negative comments, you know, how'd you go from happy bliss and excited to be married to can't stand each other. And he was talking about how planting negative thoughts, sarcasm, um, you know, anger, you talking down to your spouse, um, giving them the silent treatment. I mean, there's, there's a ton of ways that you affect your spouse. And, uh, then he says, you know, if we sow what we reap, then when you sow that, why are you shocked in 20 years that you're reaping things that are negative and bad? And, and I, you know, it just really struck me that that's really what part of what happened to us. I mean, there was other circumstances, but I look back at the way I reacted and, and you know, um, whether it be talking down to Susan or, you know, I'm in my 20s, I'm doing everything, you know, kind of that normal, I don't know what you'd even call it, era thing of what we grew up with of, you know, I'm doing more, I'm doing all I can, and, and why aren't you dot, dot, dot. And, um, you know, it really struck me as, you know, a thing that we wonder why our marriages fail or why our marriages have problems. And then when we figure that out, we start, we, we start what, what I would call planting like hell. Doesn't matter if the soil's ready or not. We're just going to throw seed just as fast as we can throw seed. And, and then we're like, okay, it's been a month. Why isn't this changed? You know, we've, we've done it for 20 years, and then, then we wonder why. And the, the other thing that has just really resonated the last day or so, um, through uh, Greg Rochelle had, a, had one that um, was, you know, uh, on being positive. And if you're only feeding negative in, you're you're only going to get negative out. You you cannot be positive if your mindset's negative. And so those are kind of the two subjects that that have really kind of been laid on me this morning, is reaping what you're sowing. If your marriage is in trouble or there's problems, what have you been sowing into it? Um, because really, you know, as as a marriage dissolves, um, we like pointing blame because it makes us feel better. It takes the spotlight off of us. It it gives us reason of why, you know, dot, dot, dot. Doesn't really matter what it is. Um, but really, when you come down to it, could we have self-sabotaged our own marriage? 
And and that thought, I mean, yes, has been there, but really not as in the the way that it was this morning of, you know, really we plant. If your spouse is always doing things wrong, then you're planting that they're worthless. And then you wonder why in 20 years they really are tired of dealing with your crap. I don't know. I, that just that just really kind of hit me with, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, because we, me and Susan can tell you we've proven it. We know it. The only person we can change is ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can't change the other person. Mm-hmm. But what if they're reaping trash you're sowing and it comes back a hundred times that that's a that's a thought that really i'd never really crossed my mind that you know what i planted 20 years ago well 28 in april um we could be harvesting today i that that really has you know kind of makes me reflective how much I haven't done. And, you know, my thing was always, I love you. And I do. And Susan's like, really, those are just words, I'll be honest with you. They're just words. And, and, you know, but um, if she's harvesting negative from a year ago constantly, then it doesn't matter how much little positive I throw now, the plants are still planted. And the roots are growing. Well, and a couple things that um, I've thought about while you were going through that. So I remember way back when, when we were dating, and how no matter what happened in our day, we still couldn't wait to see each other. We still couldn't wait to Google over each other and um, spend time together and be close together. And then... You know, a year later, we got married, and um, over time and through the process of kids and just um, life, running a business and all of that, we... um, Here, hold on. I'm I'm trying to adjust Susan's mic. It's really hot. I I can just back up. It's really hot. Okay, I'll back up. So, um, but, you know, through the process of all the things that life throws at you is somehow that you lose that infatuation. You lose that, um, I can't wait to spend time with you. Um, and, And a lot of it, I think, is because we spend so much time together. I mean, spouses generally spend most of their time together, and so... You know, there's you find out after you're married all the little things that drive you crazy about one another. And that's something else that, you know, can can get to be a seed of discord is because those little things that um, the little um, things that they just, you know, that drive each other crazy, whether it be, you know, uh, my niece had posted on Facebook about how, why is it whenever she gets, as soon as she gets done cleaning the bathroom, then somebody has to go in there and poop. Well, it's those things that can build over time 
um, the lack of appreciation for cleaning the bathroom or whatever the case may be, you know, we lose that dating feel good feeling over time when in reality, yes, we've both changed and most spouses change over many years as they grow and <clears throat> excuse me, but just kind of trying to remember <clears throat> that feeling you had when you were dating and how you couldn't wait to be together. Um, because I think, you know, there's some definite, um, David is right in the sense of, you know, you can either sow negativity into your marriage or you can sow positivity into your marriage. It's not going to be one way or the other all the time, but what are you sowing more of? And if you look at what you're reaping, that's probably what you're sowing more of. Um, and so just, you know, being aware of negativity is, is a really strong um, emotion, I guess. Um, and I'm, you know, pr pretty good at it. I feel like I've gotten better over the years, but um, I, I come from a family of negativity and the grass is not always greener on the other side, but um, the cup is always empty kind of thing. And so sometimes trying to find the positive is, is difficult. You got to weed through a lot of muck. But if you pause and reflect long enough, the positive always does outweigh the negative generally. Well, and I, you know, you say because I'm guilty. You clean the bathroom, and then someone has to poop, and <laughs> and uh, but you know when when we only had one bathroom, what was the other choice? Go outside. <laughs> I mean, really, it's not like, like you give not, me five minutes of a clean bathroom. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. You got to take a poll before you clean the bathroom. <laughs> Anyone have to poop, or kinda in the next three hours, I want my toilet clean. You know, I joke about that, but it, that kind of comes back to, you know, um, taking things personally that are not personal and, and turning them into something that, that, that can be negative. And, you know, I, I guess that's the thing is when, you know, one of my mindsets and, and thank God it's changed over the last 10 years, um, I had, had a gal I was I was cleaning snow for one time and she she's like man you are really negative and I was like no I'm realistic there's a very fine line between realistic and negative and you know it's it's kind of one one cue that will make you reflect when you're talking about people, are you talking about them positively or negatively? See, we kind of go to that truth area. I'm saying the truth. It's not, you know, it's just true. Well, that's not always true. Sometimes you're saying things because it makes you feel better, because it puts them down, raises you up. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's because you kind of got a little grudge on them or you got a little bad feeling or maybe they're not perfect like you. That's the thing is, that's what I've been, you know, God's been showing me kind of around in a lot of places is people that complain all the time about how, the, how other people are. 
I got bad news. You complain about everything. And if you don't think you do it, start listening to yourself. Because that's the point to where if you start hearing what you truly say, you'll find out that if you're a negative personality, this is always wrong. That's always wrong. This is always wrong. This blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't matter how good they were. You will find the bad spot in the person because we all have them. All of us have the points that are not pretty, that are kind of ugly. We know it. We're not real proud of it, but we don't know what to do with it. There's a couple of thoughts, too. My mind's going kind of crazy. One of them is, so during, while I was sick, we watched, we were just flipping through the TV and the story about Mr. Rogers, the movie that Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers came on. And as I was watching that, <coughs> excuse me, I thought he found the positive in everything he did. Um, if somebody pointed out a flaw of his or whatever the case may be, he turned that into a thank you for showing that to me um, and pointing that out so that I can become a better person or whatever the case may be. Now, let's be realistic. Very few of us are Mr. Rogers personalities, <laughs> unfortunately. But then, you know, I think about there does in some circumstances have to be um, some truth. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm thinking let's the, some of the issues that we have in our office um, whether it be the guys filling out their time wrong or them not putting parts on the job or, uh, you know, the, the office lady billing a job wrong or whatever. So how do you turn difficult situations or things that need to be corrected? How do you do that in a positive way versus a negative way? You know, and I was sitting here thinking, well, here's a list of things that the guys do do right and some days I have to really dig and look for them um, and other days I don't even look for them and I just overlook at them look at and see all the negative because again I have a tendency to be from a negative you know standpoint which I'm diligently trying to work on but okay what are the things that they're doing right and how do you point those out without coming across negative? And I think a lot of it is in your tone, how we speak to people. Um, you know, I've read lots of books about how you encourage, then you point out what needs to be changed and come back with another, you know, end on another encouraging note. Um, so just really, you know, thinking about it's It's a process of thinking about how you're reacting, what you're, you know, whether it be your spouse or your children or whatever the case may be of, there's always going to be things that, that need to be addressed that are wrong or that need to be changed. Um, but how you go about that can either plant a positive seed that will reap later on or a negative seed that will reap later on. But I also think though, part of that comes from humility. And the reason why I say that is the guys can give me a full list of everything the office does wrong. And I think it comes from understanding that we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. 
I think it comes from coming to a point of knowing they're not doing it intentionally. They're not doing it to screw you. And I think we get that way in a marriage a lot of times is, well, they're doing it just to piss me off. I've heard that a thousand times. But at the end of the day, um, if you don't realize that you screw up regularly and willing to own it, I think that's some of where it comes from because it comes from, you know, like you said, well, we can find negatives and there's things that need to be changed. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that don't need to be changed. And really, how big of a deal is it? Will it make sense? Will it not? Do we just spur the moment, say it, when really at the end of the day, it don't mean a hill of beans. Some things do, absolutely, but that's that's where you get into truth with grace. And, you know, uh, a friend of mine said, he says, Dave, your problem is you're all truth and no grace. And he says, my problem is I am all grace and no truth. And he says, I'll be honest with you. One's just as bad as the other. Mm -hmm. Because being too truthful is cruel at times, but being too much graceful is, is harming to the person. And so I think think that, you know, uh, one guy said, I went to a pastor's prayer summit, and one guy said that uh, truth with grace helps you pinpoint the only thing that needs to be dealt with. And I kinda, that, that kind of struck me as, okay, because you're not, if you're going in for surgery for one little thing, you don't want them to cut from your shoulder to your hand to take out something that's very small in your arm. And, and so I think, you know, yes, issues have to be dealt with in your marriage, at work, whatever. But sometimes we make those into that person is bad. That person is doing it against me intentionally is the, the feel that comes across. Not the pinpoint of, dude, you're doing great. If you could do this, this would really help me. And here's why. Because the thing is, um, as long as the list as you can find flaws in me, I can find in you. Um, but it's a lot harder to find the good points. Hmm. I mean, it really, and think about it in your relationship, how hard is it for you to find what your spouse does wrong or that you would like to change or you feel they should dot, 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 whatever the comment. Now, take that list. You took 15 seconds. You probably got somewhere around 100 items. Now, tell me all their positives. Have you thought of one yet? Oop, there's one. You thought of two positives about the person in 15 seconds, but you found 100 negatives in 15 seconds. And my point to this is your mind will take you wherever you feed it to go. I can look at a whole bunch of things that are bad. And I do sometimes. I get buried in the bad sometimes. But when you really step back, I mean, you know, this year God has blessed us 
or really last year. God blessed us hugely through the whole year. Is today bad at work? Yeah. Yesterday wasn't great. But that doesn't mean life was bad. Sometimes we get pinpointed on the bad, and it makes 20 seconds of bad turn into a week's worth of bad, and then a life's worth of bad, and 10 years' worth of bad. It's all been horrible when that's not true. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think sometimes, too, you know, we always talk about people will always be the first to point out what we've done wrong or what we could have done differently or how this offended them or how whatever the case may be. Um, and I always say, you know, what if, just what if in our world, instead of calling and complaining about everything that went wrong, and, and I'm talking about a work-related incident. So let's say one of the guys went out and somehow didn't do something right. or We're always... We're, we always hear about what went wrong on a job. We never, very rarely, I can't say never because that's not true. Very rarely do people call and tell us what a great job we've done or appreciate everything that we've done. And I think that's in, the, in a marriage as well or even in our children. You know, I've seen so many parents with their kids um, whether it be a sporting event, mainly sporting event, because that was kind of our realm, but of, hey, you did such a great job playing, but dot, dot, dot. What if we lived in a world that where we left the butt out? Oh. What would that do to our kids? What would that do to our spouses? You did such a great job at playing that. They know what they did wrong. Right. Most right. nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, if you're giving your husband the silent treatment, he has a pretty good idea what he did wrong. He doesn't need to relive it from your version of it. Just a, hey, you did great doing this, and leave it at that. They know what they've done wrong. They know that they missed the ball. They know whatever the case may be. You know, just it's it's fun for me to dream and think what kind of a world would it be if we all changed our dialogue around to make it a positive, to build people up like the Bible tells us to do instead of tear them down. The tongue has the power to destroy people, and it usually does. And it could be something that you meant very flippantly that a spouse or a child has held on to for years, and that's how they have identified themselves now because you called them whatever, negative, instead of lifting them up. No, that is perfect. And, and, uh, you know, I didn't do it with Alien Hope, but with Eli, um, God had already pounded me pretty good, and, and I grew up in a lot of what I felt I heard a lot was, you did a good job, bud. And... So when we play, come driving home from playing ball, how'd you do? And he'd start out with, I missed that ball. I played horrible. No, you didn't. You hit a triple, son. You you made those three plays. You did great. And and I think Susan brings up a great point. You know, are, are you building up your spouse or tearing them down? Mm-hmm. What What's your real goal? Now, I'm going to say this because... A lot of times guys are stupid. What seems obvious, 
is not obvious. What I can tell you for a fact, if you say nothing, nothing's going to change. The guy's going to assume that everything's fine. Now, you don't have to rip their head off and shit down their throat, but you can sure say, you know, this, when you said that, this made me feel this way. The, the thing is, that's what our counselor told us. When you change the dialect, most of the time when Susan's told me that, I'm like, that was not my intent at all. Well, that's what she said. Okay, that was, I wasn't trying to, and it makes you think. And I guess that's, that's where grace comes in. And, you know, I, I really hate to break the news to some of you, Um there is no perfect spouse. <laughs> you have problems and you have issues that you bring into the marriage. And if you think your spouse is the only one with a problem, I've got bad news. You are the problem. It's not them. Now, with that being said, you can only change you. You cannot change them. So, Getting to the point to where you're like, well, they need to bop, 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 bop. I got bad news. They're not going to do it because you don't have a heart of change. You're not interesting in, interested in learning about who you are and learning from anybody because you already know you're right. And I don't care if you're male or female, that being right thing is a problem in marriages because you know before the conversation starts you're not going to give grace and say so what what happened today with this situation you're going to automatically pile on to them you shouldn't have done this and you shouldn't have done that you know and i i think this you know i'm getting ready to do some preaching and god's god's been kind of laying some scripture on me going forward um Grace is hard to find in this world, and I don't care where you're at. Grace in correctly done grace is assuming the best, mm. knowing they're not. Mm. And we, like Susan said, we tend to jump on the negative first because it's easy. Pick the hard road. Pick the road where you build them up and you don't get caught up in this. They're always wrong because I'm here to tell you there will come a day that they no longer care. Well, and just kind of on the flip side of that, too, is if you if your self-talk is saying that you are the one to blame for everything that you are, it's all your fault or whatever. If you have been talked to that way and your self-talk is agreeing with that, just know that, you know, it's been said forever and it's a true statement that it all, it takes two. In a marriage, it takes two. And that is the truth. Yeah. There is not one person that is more responsible for whatever issues more than the other. Will one maybe play a, more of a part than the other, um, yes. And trust me, I can point out all the things that David does wrong. And um, But also, my self-talk, 
um, is, well, I did this, so he's reacting this way. This is my fault. I'm, you know, I'm doing something wrong. I need to change. Just know that it's not all just you either, you know, um, that it does take two and that both, both in, in any relationship, there, each person has some dog in the fight. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Every road is a two-way street. There is no one-way streets. It isn't all one person's fault. But, and Susan brings up a great point that I'd like to emphasize a little bit. Understand that when you come into a marriage, you bring a bunch of crap from your past. I don't care if you're 18 or 30 getting married. Mm-hmm. You have been trained by your parents, good or bad, positive or negative, mm-hmm. and the world growing up, that you're to respond this way when these things happen. And sometimes what we don't realize is, is we were thinking this long before we got married about ourselves. And then once you get in the marriage, you just assume life continues that way. You never give your spouse a chance. And if they do, then, you know, I think back of, um, you know, in our, in the beginning of our marriage, we never talked and, and we never really had good conversations Um, when we were younger, it was more just, I'd blow up, she'd shut down. That was the end of the discussion and she'd be mad for two or three days, may not talk to me. And I was all right with it. Some of that we brought into the relationship from our past. Some of it was stuff that we needed to work on. And, and I keep going back to this and because I found this more true than anything, You can only change you. If your world sucks, it's because of you. It's not because of your spouse. I'm not saying your spouse isn't adding to the issues, but I'm saying you have to start with you. And, you know, is every marriage savable? I'll be honest with you. I say this regularly. There are no marriage problems. There is zero. They are all God problems by one, the other, or both. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that giving people grace, I think is a, is a lost art. Either they give them too much grace and they enable them with no truth, or they give them too much truth, or they condemn them before the conversation ever started. They've already condemned them to jail. They're going to prison forever and they are wrong. And, and I just, you know, I, all, everything we've talked about today happened in our marriage multiple times. Is mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's, yeah. that's who we were. And I, I, so I, you know, I encourage you really to stop and see the best in your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, you know, the story that's in your head may not be true. And I think of a situation, me and Susan, where she was like, well, you want me to do this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, whoa, no. No, you you miss it. I don't care. And, you know, so I think sometimes that we get this story in our head and we tell ourselves so many times that this is true, but we never talk to the other person of, is this true? Mm -hmm. And so I think we get caught in a 22 to where, 
we've already condemned the person to prison, but we've never even asked the question, do you really hate me? Because that's what I just heard you say. No, that, that wasn't what I, you know, I mean, I guess I think that owning what, who you are is probably the most important in a marriage, mm-hmm. but well, we're out of time. It's been another week. We appreciate you sharing and we appreciate, uh, everyone that listens and we hope God blesses you through this and, and helps your marriage through this or helps your life in general. Mm-hmm. Have a great week.